Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hello, hello. Welcome into the Motherhood Merged podcast. I am so excited to have you tuning in today because this is one of the episodes where I get to introduce you to another female leader who is busy managing mom life and her business. Jen Hughes is an online business manager who specializes in helping service-based business owners. She has some great tips to share on how to turn routines into systems that can free up more time and energy for the things you really need and want to be doing on a daily, monthly, or even annual basis. She also has a great download for you as well, so be sure to stick around to the end. We have a lot to cover today, so let's dive in. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the Motherhood Merge podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, well, I'm excited to get a chance to chat with you today. And before we really dive in too much, I'd just love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are and all the different hats that you wear. Sure, that sounds great. So my name is Jen Hughes, and I'm the founder of The Hughes Method, and I specialize in small business operations, and I create simple, strategic, and streamlined systems behind the scenes in my clients' businesses. Aside from that, I'm also a mama of two. I have a two-and-a-half, almost three-year-old, and a five-year-old, and um, a husband. And um, so how I got into business in the online world, kind of to back it up a little bit, Uh, Before I discovered the world of online business, I was working in corporate and I was in event planning and I knew I was meant to be an entrepreneur at that point. I remember hearing the word entrepreneur come from my mom's mouth. I think I was about eight and I was running a little business out of my pink carpeted bedroom selling Hershey's Kisses and handmade bookmarks. Um, So from that point on, I always remembered that and really felt it deep in my heart that I I wanted to become a successful entrepreneur and run a business. Um, My dad actually owns his own business. And so it's kind of been in my blood. So um, I took the traditional track of going to college, getting my degree and getting into corporate. Um, But through that time, I always had a side hustle of some sort. So I dabbled in home staging, real estate, I did MLM, and I dreamed up and started no less than five Etsy shops, I think is what my total number was. Uh, But I always desired more flexibility and the availability to be um, with my kids when they needed me and to be able to be present um, if anything came up. So it was always something, a desire on my heart to be able to run my business, but also to have the flexibility to be there for my kids. So Um, through all of those experiences, nothing quite felt right, but while running my most recent Etsy shop, I had an aha moment. I was sitting down at my computer and I, uh, I remember thinking that I needed to get up and get to my sewing machine so I could sew my actual product. And it dawned on me that all I wanted to do was sit at my computer and run the back end of my business. I didn't want to be at the sewing machine uh, feeling like I was in my little sweatshop <laughs> making my the products that I was selling. So from that, I did a ton of Googling and I um, realized that the online business world existed, whereas I didn't even understand that before. 
and kind of found my way into business operations from there. And um, in working in the back end of my clients' businesses, I've really realized my love for all things systems and processes. And I've been kind of leaning into that space ever since. So today I work with my clients to create streamlined systems and processes in their business to allow them to create white space on their calendars and to ultimately run their businesses with more ease. Yeah, that's quite the story. I can't imagine five Etsy shops, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Oh, man, it was Yeah, it was a lot of brainstorming and starting and stopping and kind of looking for that right fit. So I'm glad for those experiences, because they led me where I am today. But I definitely have not sewed anything in a long time. I think I'm burnt out on that. (laughs) Well, you said so systems um, are your love language. And, Mm -hmm. you know, can you tell us a little bit more, I guess, when you say systems, you know, what are those things that you're specifically talking about and, and how does that apply in a, a business owner sense? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think a lot of times when we talk about systems, what comes to mind is the the actual tools or the apps that we use uh, to, for instance, like a CRM system or a CRM tool. Um, but what I'm really referring to in systems in this context is not the tools or the apps, but rather Systems are simply a set of things working together to reach an end result in the most efficient way possible. So you could also refer to systems as workflows or processes. So those are all kind of synonyms. So pretty much anything in your business that is a that's repeatable that you do multiple times or over and over, those can be turned into systems and either automated or delegated so that you as the CEO of your business can live more squarely in your zone of genius and your sweet spot and to create that white space on your calendar and to allow you to do the things that fill you up. If I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, ooh, more time in my calendar, that sounds like something I need. Um, where would I start? Yeah, absolutely. So my biggest tip Um, as a starting place is to sit down and do a time and systems audit. So if you feel disjointed and like you're spending a ton of time in the admin or kind of like the the busy work in your business, uh, I always suggest to sit down with a um, just a blank piece of paper or a spreadsheet, a Google sheet, however you want to document this. But for a week or two, at least, I, I recommend a week at the minimum, two is better to sit down and record what you're doing in your business. So record each and every task you're completing and how long it's taking you. So then when you review that and you go back and you see, okay, it's taking me, for example, two hours to onboard a brand new client. Um, And that's two hours that could be spent um, in fulfilling the project or in going out and finding additional clients. So that's going to be a good place to start. So I always look for the places that you're either spending way too much time that's not necessary um, or places where you're kind of recreating the wheel each and every time that you're doing the task or process um, or things that you honestly just don't want to do anymore and you want to either automate or delegate those pieces. That's where you're going to look at and um, figure out from there. Um, basically the pieces, I always recommend circling the pieces that you as the CEO have to have your hand in. And that list is going to be pretty small, honestly. Um, And then everything else is your list to either automate or delegate. So that's kind of where I recommend starting is doing that time audit to find out where you're really spending those precious hours that you could get back if you were to systematize those pieces. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. And I think the, the part you hit on that's key is really, you know, starting with documenting. Um, that's something that I think sometimes we we get so busy that we forget, you know, how much time it actually takes us to do some of these things or how often we're repeating the same tasks. So I think I think starting there certainly makes a lot of sense. Uh, from your standpoint, you know, what are maybe the top, you know, three to, you know, three or four systems that you really find yourself taking business owners through? And, you know, are, is it the same set of systems that you start with? Or do you find that it's really industry, you know, dependent? I mean, there are uh, pieces that are industry dependent, but for a service-based business specifically, which is what I specialize in, um, I, I've noticed that there are some foundational pieces that need to be in place that are a good starting point um, to have in place if you're looking for a place to start. So, for instance, the first place that I always suggest is to have some sort of project management system in place. Um, and this is kind of a, a culmination of how you are working your one-time tasks, your re re repetitive tasks, and your projects together. So um, for project management, I always suggest getting a, um, a project management tool. You can start out with I think pretty much every project management tool has a free version that you can start out with. You don't have to pay for it. Um, I like ClickUp for project management, but other popular ones are Trello and Asana, and there's tons on the market. Um, so I always suggest to get a project management system started where you can create kind of like a business hub. So a place to house all of your um, operational pieces and details in one central location, um, as well as your one-time and recurring tasks. So that's going to be probably the very first place I would start in setting up systems. Um, the next piece is going to be kind of more of like the admin systems. So uh, and then the sales systems. So this is kind of hand in hand. So um, we're looking at like lead generation and management. How are you generating leads? How are you bringing leads into your business? Um, and how are you managing those leads as far as through your nurturing process? Um, how are you setting up discovery calls to connect with those prospects and to be able to move them from a lead into a client? Um, and then for admin, the admin side of things, once that um, lead decides that they want to move forward and work with you, you need to decide, okay, how am I delivering the contract and invoice and proposal and those pieces? So you need to decide if those are going to all be consolidated, if they're going to be sent as one-off pieces, and then creating the communication. So like, for instance, canned emails that get sent with each of those pieces. So you can explain to the client, here's what this is, here's the next steps so that you're never leaving those clients kind of hanging. And then finally, the client experience systems are really important, especially in a service-based business. So this looks like client onboarding. So all of the pieces that go into your client onboarding when you bring a client in from lead to bringing them on to actually work with them. Um, so this can look like a welcome packet or um, any sort of a questionnaire that you need them to fill out or like an intake form. And then um, the, the important piece that there's two important pieces of client experience that I often see go by the wayside. And those are client testimonial and feedback gathering, and then client offboarding. So we want to make sure that, um, first of all, that we are 
getting the testimonial or feedback from the client when their experience is fresh in their mind and so that we can use that as social proof later on down the road. And then also the offboarding experience. Um, there's nothing worse than working with somebody and feeling like the red carpet is rolled out for you from the get-go and then ending the project and being like, okay, I guess it's just kind of like a fadeaway thing. So I always like to make sure that there are pieces within the offboarding workflow that make the client feel as special and appreciated as they felt when they were being onboarded from the get-go. So those are my kind of starting places to get your um, system set up um, and set that foundation for success that you can build off of and grow with. Put your spare change to work with Acorns. Acorns is our favorite investment app because it's easy to use and makes smart investing decisions for us. All we have to do is get gas or make a Chick-fil-A stop. It takes less than five minutes to set up, and once you connect the Acorns app to the credit or debit card of your choice, the app will start rounding up the purchases you make. Then, Acorns takes that change and invests it for you in stocks or bonds to build the portfolio that meets your financial goals. We have been using Acorns for a while now and love watching our Acorns fund grow while we shop. Get started with $5 from Motherhood Merged. Visit AaronKraber.com forward slash podcast to learn more about building a quick and easy investment portfolio with Acorns. Jen, it sounds like some of the things that you mentioned, you know, are really about creating those efficiencies on the back end. So as a business owner, you know, I think those things are maybe a little bit hard to measure. So how do you, you know, go about encouraging these processes with something that maybe isn't as hard to see results from right away? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like, and I, granted, I am not um, innocent on this, um, feeling like, gosh, I can't stop and streamline the system, or I can't stop and document what's in my brain, because um, it's going to take too long, and I'm just going to do it. And then, because I feel like it's hard to stop what you're doing, and document and create a system where you can't necessarily see that direct ROI. Um, so that's one of the the definite sticking points for people running businesses. Time is short and it's like um, you want to be able to see the ROI for the activities that you're engaging in. So I always kind of break it down in terms of time savings. So even though you can't see that return on your investment right from the get-go, the time savings ROI is can be massive. So for example, think about if you were to streamline just one area of your business. So a, a really foundational um, example of this is client your client management workflows. So on the low end, this could save you maybe like three, 30 minutes per day, but with solid processes and automations implemented around those client management tasks, you would be able to get back 10 hours per month. So if you took 30 minutes per day times five days in the week um, and took that for an entire month, you get 10 extra hours back. So if you look at it in terms of that, you could spend that time to um, get an ROI by going out and getting an additional client, or you could use that time to enhance your life and really get that flexibility that you've been uh, craving as a business owner and spend that time with your family, do some extra self-care or even honestly take an extra day off every month. So the options are endless. So I always kind of look at it from that lens of the time savings ROI and time is our most finite resource. So to me, that's, that's honestly the most important element to get back out of this. Yeah, that's such a, a great point too. 
Now, when you come into a business and and you start this process with them, I would love to know, you know, what are some of the common mistakes that that you find business owners are making um, in their day to day? Um, I think just allowing themselves to become kind of like the linchpin in their business. So in order to scale and grow a business, the the CEO or the leader needs to effectively remove themselves from as much of the business as possible. So the processes in the business or the the progress in the business should never be dependent upon one person. Honestly, it should really depend on systems to run. So for instance, if you want to go on vacation or if you have an unexpected illness or your kiddo is sick or something that takes you out of the business unexpectedly, I'm sure it's going to be, um, it's going to create some, a little bit of um, friction in the business, but it shouldn't be something that brings your business to a screeching halt. So I think um, creating a situation definitely where uh, the business owner has to be in every little piece of the business is one of the biggest mistakes I see when I come into my clients' businesses. I could see that for sure, especially for those who are maybe newer in business or just starting out when you maybe don't have a large team supporting you or you haven't hired enough help yet and mm-hmm. you're, you're fighting through those day-to-day challenges and you're you're just getting, you know, all your systems in place, you know, you're just figuring it out. So, um that certainly, you know, seems like it would be a a common um a common hold up for for a lot of new business owners specifically. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, of course, when you're first starting out, there's going to clearly be a phase where your business is dependent on you just because of the the um, the fact that you haven't hired and you don't have those systems in place. But um, a good starting place to get those systems kind of up and running that I always suggest is to every time you complete a process or a task that's repeatable in your business, document that as you're doing it, take a loom video or um, create a written SOP so that when the day comes that you are ready to hire and you are ready to outsource those pieces, you already have documentation that you can then easily hand over to a virtual assistant or whomever might be coming into your business to help you out um, to take those pieces off of your plate. So Jen, you're a busy mom of two kiddos in your house. So how do you structure your day to have the time to work with the businesses that you enjoy working with and all the things that are you know important in your household um i always say i feel like my um days are kind of like a game of tetris um and my calendar kind of looks like a game of tetris but um i am huge 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 on time blocking so i what i do is on fridays i'll i'll sit down with my google calendar and i will plan out the week ahead so um I have specific like recurring weekly time blocks for um, like for personal. So for meal planning and grocery shopping, I do all my grocery shopping online. Uh, I have a block for that. I have a block for doing my household budget and bills. Um, and I always block out like a personal half an hour at the end of my workday before I pick up my kids from school so that I have time to do the little odds and ends like meal prepping for dinner or um, doing a little bit of laundry before the kids come home so that I have time to really like engage with the kids when I'm with them. And then for my work, I I block out specific days and times for um, client work. So right now I, I do my client work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I have specific blocks of time for that. 
And then my, um, I'm transitioning right now to where I'm doing um, a CEO day on Monday. So it's really just me working in my business, doing the high level planning, and then working with my team to um, move projects forward within my own business. And then Fridays, um, I'm transitioning to taking Fridays completely off so that I can spend those days kind of um, doing more self-care, taking part in education, like reading a a self-development book, um, going on a little afternoon date with my husband and spending a little more time with my kiddos. So that's kind of how I work that. um, But I always have those time blocks um, mapped out so that I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing throughout my week. Oh, Jen, you're speaking my language here. I'm a fan of the time blocking. And honestly, I would expect nothing less from a systems expert. I I had a feeling you were going to go have all the systems in place for, for your own schedule. And you certainly delivered. Yes, that's kind of it's it sounds extremely nerdy, but I love planning out my calendar. So it's just who I am. I am absolutely the same way. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. And I think time blocking is a very underrated skill. I mean, it just having, there's something about seeing that block on your calendar and and being able to focus in that I'm a, I'm a list maker and a list checker offer. Um, And so that time blocking really kind of, um, you know, gives me that permission to, to focus in um, for that time period. Yes, absolutely. And the great thing about it is, is that it takes away the, um, the necessity to figure out, okay, what am I supposed to be doing right now? If you have the time blocked, you know exactly what you're doing and it's more efficient because you go into that time knowing exactly what it is that you need to accomplish. Yes, it's so true. That's great advice, I think, for, for anyone. But I think for busy moms who are managing you know, business and kids and house and activities and you know, all the different hats that we wear, I, it's just such a, a critical, you know, skill and, and piece of advice to, to pass down to anyone that's feeling that overwhelm um, of all the things going on. It's so true. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, well, Jen, this has been a really helpful conversation. And I'm so glad to hear that there are so many different, you know, different ways to, to find more time and to ultimately make more time in your day through just, you know, a few simple things. I think that's the key is that it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And if you just maybe sit down and start with the documentation, you know, you'll find a couple easy tweaks make a big difference. Absolutely. And I always suggest speaking of time blocking, time block an hour every day or every week to set up systems in your business. And you'll be surprised how quickly you can really develop those systems um, by being intentional about it. So if someone wants to learn more about, you know, how to create these systems that you're talking about and even dig a little bit deeper, where would be the best place for them to learn all about the Jen Hughes method and where they can find you? Yeah, so I, I am offering a, um, a systems to scale roadmap. So this is really just a guide to show you the three major steps in creating systems in your business. And it also includes an SOP template that I use in my own business. And it's a rundown of the main systems you need to have in place in your business to grow and scale. So you can find that at thehughesmethod.com slash motherhood merged. Or you can visit me on my website at thehughesmethod.com. Or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at thehughesmethod. 
And the last thing that I always ask my guests and that I want to hear about because I'm committed to celebrating more this year is what are you celebrating this week in your house? Oh, gosh, I am celebrating um, my kiddos being healthy. I've had um, sick kiddos at home for the last couple of weeks, and my kids are both feeling great and back at school. So I'm feeling a little more spacious in my day. So and um, I'm also celebrating just a warm up as well because it's been frigid here. So that's great. Well, I'm glad to hear they're feeling better. That's a perfect thing to be celebrating. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Jen. And we'll go check out your download and you can find all the information on the Hughes method in the show notes here. Thanks so much for joining us, Jen. Thanks so much, Erin. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help the show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.